Welcome to the Infinite Attraction Podcast, where we uncover, rediscover, and riff on Miami tech culture with a human-centric take on the builder community. We are your boots-on-the-ground help to navigate you everything happening in the Magic City. We dive into art, music, business, wellness, fitness, psychedelics, and any exploration into living well. If you haven't noticed, I am not Elizabeth Irizarry. Uh, mm-hmm. My name is Chris Johnson. Today, uh, they gave me the keys to the school bus. Everyone buckle up. Don't you worry. We might go on a couple detours, but uh, we're going to arrive at our destination safely. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity uh, to kind of take a step back. And, and you know, this is a radio show. I wanted to kind of paint the picture of this room we're sitting in. We're, we're out here in Miami, Jolt Radio, specifically in Alapata. You know, I'm looking out this beautiful window right here with an art gallery. There's a record store coming in behind us. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to tell the story of a place without like you know the people in it usually uh to my right i have elizabeth with us but uh she's feeling a little under the weather today uh but you know every time we've done this uh here at jolt radio um there's someone to my left and uh and and i always i always wanted to to bring him on uh he's actually the founder and ceo of jolt radio he's running sound for us and um i thought this was just a, a really great opportunity to just ask what the fuck is up john jolt What's up? Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, man, tell tell us about where are we sitting right now? Where's it going? Where's it been? Take it away. All right. Well, um, we're sitting in a room that is now Jolt Radio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it used to be uh, Western Union. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oddly there's a so. sign. And there's, I kept the sign there. Um, it's been a place where there's a lot of things. Well, a lot of things have happened here. And... Um, always changing but uh this room in particular has always been very special because it's where kind of uh creative uh i guess creation happens pretty Mm -hmm. much um so i think it's it's more more or less a room that i want you to feel comfortable in um a room where you kind of forget about tensions egos and all that sort of stuff that kind of uh probably makes uh, the creative process a little bit more complicated but um i want you to feel comfortable in here so anywhere you look pretty much there's a saturation and just about uh and stuff and stuff yeah so um a lot of folks that have come in this room get different vibes but uh, not always good vibes not like yo this is like mm-hmm. i could see there's a ghost in that corner but um uh <laughs> that's good it, vibes yeah it's like depending so, on the ghost in a way yeah <laughs> a miami ghost that's a, that's a strange one mm-hmm. um but that's another story i gotta tell you um uh, the room. So, so pretty much, when you look in any particular direction, you're you're gonna find either stuff that you use uh, to play music for people, or at least like uh, kind of uh, vessels that you can send your things out into cyberspace, which are the microphones and so and so, mm-hmm. um, and then when a lot of folks go like when i look at that particular corner i can see like all these stickers going on and the amount of people that have passed through this room and then there's posters on which we've been involved in there's like little kind of i don't know mm-hmm. i'm looking up here i see i see slink and slink and i see slink i see mr, mr. potato, potato head, head. <laughs> so all kinds of some, stuff some duff beer yeah yeah big simpsons fan but um but in all all in all it's uh it's a room where you get to hang out and kind of uh express who you are and and what message you want to put out to the world no no i totally see it man and it's so funny because you know i've kind of been listening to joe radio for a couple of years now and I, I'm meeting like like Ian and you and uh, and uh, and Gene and people that I have been following on like SoundCloud and Mixcloud for mm-hmm. for a while now. And then I would like go to follow. I didn't know who they were. And then especially Ian, I was like I was gonna follow him on SoundCloud. I'm like, oh wait a minute, I've, I've already listened to this. Like yeah. <laughs> so, like it's it's funny for me to to come in here and, and break in. So what are some of the things like you know? So I see we got you know these four decks right here. I'm sure some amazing artists have come in and played some stuff. Uh, we're looking out kind of over this window there's an art gallery you know where's this place going i mean i i I was i was just thinking about that this morning and it's always like uh this non-stop kind of like okay let's go this way or let's go that way and then eventually this happens but uh all in all i think uh well the space like you were um like you were saying it has the art gallery in the front and ideally uh what we want to do now is 
bring in artists and have them kind of do a showcase at a very affordable rate um, and kind of go against the uh, kind of the established mm-hmm. uh, fee and all that stuff that it's kind of so scary in my opinion like more the more I've like researched about it it's it's just it's kind of it robbery is. you know um i i honestly have no clue obviously there has to be uh this kind of bigger picture and i guess it's more greed but i don't understand how uh i guess galleries could charge 50 percent from an artist uh no matter who they are you know like i feel like even if you have a uh, batero come in and you know i feel like I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye and say, "Hey, man, uh, you know, you just sold a million dollars. Like five hundred thousand is mine." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's insane. I know. I get it. I get it. And then, and you know, and the and the Miami, you know, art scene has been a very well established scene because Art Basel has been, yeah. been here for how long has Art Basel been in Miami? Like twenty years at least, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly when, but they they've been around. It's it's shifted as well, and uh, now it's become this humongous thing, and Miami just kind of. It's, you know, when, especially for locals, it's kind of, oh man, Art Basel's coming. Either you like it or you stay away from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Same as like South Beach with like uh, Spring Break and Memorial Weekend. Like, there's people that are really into it. There's people that just don't like it at all, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, um, not to be on on a negative like note or anything like that, Art Basel's been great, but I feel, I feel like uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a very deep, I guess uh, approach to um, artists kind of like they've been they hide you know in a way because certain artists don't especially like artists that are just starting and haven't really they do have a name for themselves locally but want to kind of transcend into a national or international level. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit it's it's complicated you know like for example Winwood and it's you know everyone's heard this story it's like you know it used to be full of artists that really meant something not saying that the ones that are there now maybe very few um but it was like the starving not starving artists but like they no, used they were to starving artists they were starving artists yeah, it was like that all the, the there used to be these art there's art galleries there that used to be like garages and chop Correct, shops yeah and, and it was like a sweat box when you come in and you okay let me get a cold beer and you know just walk around uh-huh. and it might refresh me um so i i feel like everyone in their own city has had to relocate just because yeah. things happen. Yeah, you the know, gentrification, and, you know, just land development, obviously right. price per square foot comes up. But uh, but that, I mean, that's why I'm so happy that, you know, we're here in Halapata. You've been here. How long have you been here? We're going on five years here. That's crazy, and man. It's, it's been a crazy, like, uh, it's, it's, it's insane because it, now Halapata is starting to somewhat... I don't know, shape up more or less. I think it is. Seventh Avenue used to be just kind of scary. Same as Wynwood. But even even Miami Avenue used to be nothing out here. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, Now you wouldn't want to like. Oh, I hope I don't break down here. Yeah. You know, ten years ago. Exactly. Exactly. But like it used to be just all second, and now it's kind of bled over to Miami. And I think that you know we're just. I think we're like really ready to catch the wave here in Alapata because I think that again the the. You know, when, when you, you you say Brooklyn, and I, I mean like kind of like the state of mind of Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. you know, and like it used to be Greenwich Village was Brooklyn, yeah. but then like you know that's on it's the just island, this yeah, borough, and then like yeah, insane, and now it's more like now even to go to Brooklyn is really uh, uh, Hofstra or you know, or not Hofstra. The, there's like even even Brooklyn has even moved north, so it, it, you know the idea of where this Brooklyn is right. is always going to move, and um, yeah, I think it's, we're I think it's we're, insane. I think we're dead center right here in Joel Radio. It's Northwest Seventh, and, and I've I've been lucky enough because we were located in Wynwood uh, before we were here, mm-hmm. and uh, and we kind of saw you know a, a lot of the change you know um, when uh, I mean I come in shorts and a t shirt you know and mm-hmm. and it's I mean I really don't need anything else because I feel comfortable in it plus it's hot but in Wynwood we started seeing like we would go we were right across the street from Wood Tavern at the time and I would see how you know we'd show up with like shorts vans and a Mm t-shirt and then all of a sudden it just started getting like you know Mm -hmm. there were people were looking at us like kind of like who are these guys Mm -hmm. you know because we're dressed up so it just became you know like different I guess like a different crowd started coming in um, which was cool, but uh, it, it just started getting like you could tell like it's like oh yeah this is definitely gonna take off you know what I mean so uh, super super interesting to see that and I feel like Alapata has a different approach to it um, I feel 
that Allopat is still we haven't figured out what it, what it's going to become exactly you know um traffic here is completely different than uh northwest second avenue uh this is 441 which goes all the way to fort lauderdale which is technically mm-hmm. like Probably people can catch this as like a alternate to 95 so they're zooming down uh 441 you know so i mean you can't do more than 30 miles an hour on second and mm-hmm. get pulled over so it's a it's a really odd uh way to put things but the cool thing is though that it's very visual you know like when you're going down 7th from 36th to 20th you start noticing a lot of spots like oh my god look look at that little mm-hmm. restaurant like oh there's a little bar here like hey there's this over here there's a clothing shop here that you know 5 years ago it was completely insane you know like we we're like looking at it like whoa Mm-hmm. This is scary stuff, but fun. It's been it's been great, you know. Dude, man, that's so awesome. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that uh, you know the the Miami Tech listeners. I mean, I'm sure if you're a Jolt Radio listener, then uh, you know you you have a you have a good picture. But I really wanted to, you know, just you know first of all again promote Jolt Radio and uh you know I always kind of wanted a Jamie Vernon on the podcast so if I ask you to look something up you know I, I mean no disrespect uh, at all man <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it I, I feel like I thank you for for inviting me because I I always go through these like stints on like uh I'm just not gonna say a word for a year you know I'm not gonna interview anyone I, I had a ton of shows that um, that I felt like, okay, let me explore and sit down with like music producers, for example. I had a show called Off the Grid, and it was just straight up uh, music talk, you know, uh, you know, production talk. So if you're like, in, like if you're listening, it was either you're in for it, like, oh my god, I really know what that key on Ableton can do, or yeah. if you connect MIDI to this thing, it'll work this thing out. So, you know, like, really technical stuff. And then a lot of people actually started learning from it, right? But then I, I'm just like, let me just kind of hibernate <laughs> and not talk as much and let other folks... Like, I get it. I you know, get not it. be involved, because I'm usually... I love engineering, right? Like, I love sitting in and just being like... I'm, I'm the fly on the wall kind of stuff. I love that, because I love hearing... You know, a lot of hosts or DJs or whatnot like do their thing, um, and not necessarily be involved. But when I can talk, then I no, I, I get talking. it. I get it, man. Because I, I I invited you like you know like right away. I'm like, man, like come on, yeah. you want you want to be in this? You're in this thing, and and you sure. you gave that again that kind of the same humble ass. You don't want to be DJ Khaled, you know? No. Just kind of, <laughs> we the best. On, we the on, best on every on on every show. So maybe I, if we go FM, I might just turn into DJ Khaled. Yeah, I yeah, mean, okay. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I might sell out when we go FM. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> really, FM? What's what's the path to FM? Real quick? Uh, I mean, honestly, there uh, we we were offered about five years ago to go FM. I felt like we weren't really prepared uh, to take that leap. Uh, first of all, I mean, it, there's they uh, they become available. So whenever you know, it, whenever but then we're subject to FCC, available. right? Absolutely. So yeah. that's so then that's kind of like the then you the can't bummer. say bad motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. All right. Come that's, on, that's a no man. go. You know, that's a no like, go. Sorry, FM. Not only that, but then it, it has a, a very structured way of uh, of like kind of broadcasting. I don't know. You've listened to terrestrial radio that every other. Like every other song, they're like, and this is ninety two point one. You are listening to country, <laughs> right? And they have to do it every every other uh, every other song or whatnot. And I feel like people like if I'm gonna have to give you a kind of like a roster when DJs come in, and it's like, where's the creative process? You know, it's I get like it. Every fifteen minutes, you have to announce something. You have to say MXWSCP. Blah, 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 blah. You I know, get it. It's like, oh, okay. I was watching. I was watching Loki the other day, and oh, like, I love the series. It, it's really. Good. It's really good. Really good. And I, I feel I, I love uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. The guy Tom. Like, he, he's so good, man. He well, does it really well. Oh, and well, I would just remember like I, like there was like a something happened and it was real epic and like they just went straight to the next scene and I just thought to myself, I'm like, could you imagine? If they cut to a commercial right now, and I just saw Chobani ads for like for like ninety seconds, I'm like, no, we're just in a new time. But hey, internet the, the, radio, Hulu does that, right? Like, have you watched? I, no, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't. Do you have Hulu or no? Uh, no I, well, I, when I did, I I paid for the the oh, non subscription, like, but the thing, it's so crazy. I'm like, I don't do it just because I don't really mess around with Hulu that much. But when I do, like, oh, this series on Hulu, okay, so I'll go for like 
okay, there's one ad coming from four, so you have to sit there and literally just watch get tortured these, by it by these ads. Yeah, it's no, insane. no, I'd rather have Loki drinking a sprite than than <laughs> yeah. like have to actually like sit there and listen to Ryan Seacrest tell me about it. But oh, but yeah. anyway, anyway, so we got a, a great show uh, coming up. Uh, John's going to be sticking around with us, but we are going to bring in two people right now. Uh, one's name is Chris Daniels from the Shrimp Society. Another one is Monica Rojas, and they are joining us right now. Bow, bow. Welcome, 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 guys. Awesome. Great to be here. All right, so guys, so I, uh, you know, let's just let's just go with some introductions. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. So um, currently, I'm the founder of the Shrimp Society, which is Miami's early stage founder community. Uh, we also have kind of a, a media company and publication wrapped around that. Uh, and then my my full time role is with SecBarris, which is a local cybersecurity startup um, founded here in 2018 in Miami. So I was uh, part of the founding team of SecBarris um, and been doing that since, and we've been growing that company here locally. Man, you must be growing like crazy right now because cybersecurity experts are just not easy to find. Yeah, it is uh, is a really hot space, especially what we're in, uh, specifically cloud infrastructure security. And um, the the demand from large enterprises, especially with like the remote work and everything going on, everyone mm-hmm. moving more and more to the cloud, um, kind of the common phrase is that, the you know the pandemic and covid acceleration has taken a 10-year cloud roadmap into like a two-year roadmap and it's uh, more like a 90-second roadmap because it just it just happened all of a sudden because us us corporate warriors we've been fighting for this forever you know we wanted this and then they're all like no 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 no. it it can't work it can't work and then i guess we're gonna have to make some time Mm -hmm. and then we also got uh monica rojas monica uh tell us a little about yourself and then you have a little uh announcement to make yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, so my name is Monica Rojas. I work with Tech Hub South Florida. My main focus is to develop community down here in the startup community. Um, so Tech Hub South Florida, we're a nonprofit that's building South Florida's Tech Hub. And we, we really focus on talent development, startup development, corporate members, and just building a community down here. Um, but yes, I do have a really exciting announcement. Um, I will be joining the Upstream team Yay. in August. Woo. So if you guys don't know who Upstream is, they are a Miami-based... Not we. We. It's we now. Oh. You're in. Yes. You're in the, you're in the club. <laughs> not yet. Not officially, but yeah. Us. Um, we are a Miami-based startup that just raised a seed round of $3.2 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's a professional networking app. Right. So it's like, okay, where can I meet people that are like minded and we're not necessarily selling to, but we're actually getting to know them and asking for favors and obviously giving. Mm-hmm. No, no, I love it. I love it, too. And it's the perfect combination because, you know, clubhouse rooms can last like 97 hours at a time and there's no start and there's no end. Um, and then even Lunch Club, I think, is another competitor. And if you get stuck in a bad Lunch Club, it's like a 45 minutes of not being rude. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've been an Upstream fan for a while now. It's like usually a 20-minute talk, two or three breakout sessions with just five-minute interviews awesome people i've never been bored in any of them everyone's you know doing everyone's a builder in some way or another not everyone's a vc or a developer but everyone mm-hmm. is doing something entrepreneurial focused and uh, yeah i thought it was a good move so so congrats on that you're also a shrimp yep i'm yep. a shrimp og <laughs> one of so, the original oh really yep. yeah nice nice so chris you, you so we, did we talk about shrimp at all we, i think you, we, we hopped right into the cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. so tell us a little about the shrimp society and monica obviously jump in yeah, definitely. So the Shrimp Society is a, a community at its core. It's a, a community of early stage founders and looking at early stage as anyone who's basically pre-Series B, right? So friends and people who've raised friends and family rounds, people who've raised seed rounds, all of that. And we wanted to build this community where founders could speak with other founders and not have to go to networking events and kind of chase after the mm-hmm. one angel investor there or, um, you know, go all around trying to find that community and we wanted it to be a very vulnerable space because it's also super lonely when you're an early stage founder it's just you and a Mm co-founder or a small team 
a lot of times you have no idea what you're doing and mm-hmm. you can't really say that on Twitter. You can't be like, hey, does anyone yeah. know how to do this thing I should know how to no do? No bad days on Twitter, <laughs> exactly. especially Instagram. Exactly. No no bad days allowed. And so we we launched that in February. It's actually an idea I've had going back to 2017. We had an original website, original logo, everything. Um, and Your logo's great, by the way. <laughs> Thank it's you. perfect. Thank you. Everybody loves a name, too. I think that's more than half of our success is mm-hmm. that everybody <laughs> loves the Shrimp Society name. So what, is the, what does the name mean exactly? I mean, so, I, I have my ideas, but let's yeah, hear Yeah, I, I get this question a lot. So it, it goes back to when I was building a startup um, in 20, 2017. I was 22, and I was going to all these networking events, and I've been in the Miami tech scene for, for like eight years and was – just kind of like the youngest one there and early stage we had a bootstrap startup we were trying to raise pre-seed and we were getting the the like metaphorical like pat on the head pat on the butt like mm-hmm. oh cool you guys are startup kids yeah. like you know good luck you and and more more times than not i got told you should move to san francisco that's where all the young people are building startups mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to i want to build my startup here it's cold there and so we felt like shrimp in that whole you know ecosystem right and really getting no like respect or attention and we also couldn't find other people that were in our stage we we're lonely alone in the we work me and my co-founder working long hours had no idea what we were doing and wanted to find other uh other young founders to to kind of build that community around because what we saw is that all of our friends went and started working corporate jobs right mm-hmm. and so they're thrown into an analyst class with 40 or 200 other people that are all working together basically living together um, both professionally and personally developing those relationships. And when you're an early stage founder, you, you just don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so big picture, a uh, shrimp is an early stage founder, right? And it's also kind of um, a nod to the, you know, the ocean ecosystem and everything where if you, if you don't have the shrimp, the rest of the ecosystem isn't going to survive, right? It all works together. And I thought in Miami, there was a lot of support and celebration and, investment and all these things into things that were a little bit later stage or surrounded what I consider the core of any startup ecosystem, which in in my mind is founders, early stage founders. If we don't have that, if we don't have the shrimp building early stage companies, mm-hmm. we're not going to need the venture Flamingos capital. won't be pink. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to have that, you know, all the other players, you're not going to need them. And so I thought that there was kind of a gap there and launched that in February. We've been growing like a like a snowball rolling down the hill until now and finally feel like we uh are in a really good place for q3 for sure man yeah you got you're another one that you were you like you, you started paddling you didn't know what was happening and then miami tech wave just hit and then you had already you know if anyone else tried to catch it you know you already needed to be moving to catch the wave mm-hmm. so you know i thought it was really timed i mean when i remember miami tech Week when it first happened there was like nothing on monday Tuesday to me was NF Tuesdays, Lagni app on Wednesday with uh, Chris Adamo, and then Shrimp Society at River at River River Riverside. Riverside what was yep. it called? Oh Riverside. my god, that was that was like that was that was really it. That yeah. was like to me anyway, yeah. I, that, and from my perspective, and that was just yeah, the perfect culmination. Mm-hmm. So good moves there. Thank so you. when you what, what was your first role as a shrimp? So funny enough, uh, one of our like one of the other OG shrimps, Jadon Johnson, uh, we were actually talking the week before Chris reached out to me and we're originally from Boca. We went to school at Lynn and I had a a startup myself out of college and I really had no community. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was planning to go play professional soccer overseas. I wasn't planning to, you know, launch a startup, but it happened. And I think the part that really stopped me from growing and scaling was not being able to connect with like-minded people because at the end of the day all my friends were still playing soccer every day they were working corporate jobs and everything so i was like okay like i can't relate to anybody around me um so you know fast forwarding it to about a year and a half later when jadon and i were talking we're like okay we need to we need to create a community of like-minded young people because that's what's missing down here right so for example, if the person next to me succeeds, I will succeed because, like they say, you are the five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally a week later, Chris reached out to me and he's like, hey, like I'm thinking about starting this. I'm like, I'm 100 percent in. I know the value of community. I studied entrepreneurship as my master's. So I have a little bit of experience in that as well. And I was like, let me know if you need anything. I want to be part of this group. Like, I see the potential here. And something that we always talk about is imagine if we knew what we like or what if we had the chance to fail when we're in high school or even like sophomore or freshman in college? 
we'd be successful five years earlier. And I feel like with Shrimp, that's what's happening where it's like we're early stage or it's a group of early stage founders. By the time we're 30, 36, 37, we've already failed or we've mm-hmm. already grown and by and like the ecosystem builds faster. So that's kind of my perspective on there. And it's an amazing group. And it's nice to to be around people that have that growth mindset. And if, you know, South Florida's tech community is going to grow, we need to focus on the future, which is obviously us. So unfortunately it is yeah yeah this is all this is what you get Uh, we we just happen to be of of a certain age so tell me like so who are some of the kind of the big winners uh from the the shrimp society um uh you know we have tara demrin uh daniel kleinman which they were both on on the Mm -hmm. show um they're awesome shrimp um jadon johnson is is amazing community builder he's with upstream now um, also, Matt Matola, Livio, they were also on the show, which is awesome. You're just going down a list of the the, the, I'm the, just the, reading the past, yeah. past guests. <laughs> Jadon, actually, we I talked to him last time, and we're gonna have a, a fun podcast. Nice. I'm, I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that on the DL in the meantime. But definitely <laughs> tune in for Jadon's episode. I love it. I love it. It's awesome because you know there's there's a ton more, and we just brought in a new cohort to start uh, Q3. So we're kind of running. The Shrimp Society private community as a, as a three-month cohort where we're making sure that we're providing all the value and, and kind of more structure. At the beginning, we were really focused on social, right? Like happy hours. Let's just get mm-hmm. these people together. And that's one part of it, right? We want to provide the social atmosphere where founders can kind of go have a beer, take a break. Startups are hard. They're stressful. And like mm-hmm. go kind of commiserate with it with other founders who understand it. But now we're really transitioning to... Uh, the other half, which is the professional development, where I like to say that the Shrimp Society is is a community with an end goal, at least from the like the Shrimp Society mm-hmm. company perspective. We have an end goal that we kind of deliver as being a concierge to early stage founders. So we want to make you a better founder, make your venture successful, and ultimately help you become a late stage venture, right? And whether mm-hmm. that's investor introductions, helping you find talent, helping you connect with other you know early stage operators that you can hire. Um, we're driving and exit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the whole idea is that they become a big tuna, right? And so a big tuna. I was wondering <laughs> if you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, in the in the shrimp society world, there's the big tuna, which is a successful, you know, exited founder. And we have a whole advisory board of big tuna that are coming in now to help advise early stage founders and there's gonna be a lot of programming around that. Really, really. So, so are the tuna? Are, is a prerequisite of being a tuna is one day being once being a shrimp, or like an official shrimp, or do you, are you bringing in tuna that like you know they just had success in Silicon Valley and now they're here? Um, no, well, since the shrimp just started in February, it's, that would be pretty impressive if someone went from, went from that, shrimp it, to yeah, tuna to exit. That'd be incredible. <laughs> uh, but no, we're really focused on uh, locally. Like everything we do is about South Florida, right? And so we want to highlight. And this was important during all of the Miami Tech craze, and there was all sorts of people here. And you know, we we really want to highlight and celebrate the culture of South Florida tech, and have leaders and experienced entrepreneurs who've done it here, and bring that culture forward and say, hey, you know, I built my company here, and we're continuing to invest in the new generation of companies instead of saying, you know, hey, someone from Silicon Valley or New York or whatever, they're coming here, and we. They don't really know how this ecosystem runs, and that's okay. Like we want to include them in the the shrimp kind of public events and everything. But from a advisory big tuna perspective, we want to keep it a, a local thing. Okay, so the, yeah, the, I wonder what that application process looks like to become a tuna. Does tuna on the application? Can you like this, are you? Do people know? Because I know people no. are like applying to be shrimp, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it's like an invite only. It's you know, more of a Tony Stark shows up. Say we got a plan for <laughs> yeah. you. It's more of a like a curation where we want to, you know, we have some people in mind and then off of those um, existing Big Tuna advisors, you know, they're kind of in that group that know a lot of those entrepreneurs that have been successful and um, they help bring in new people to the table. That's awesome. Are you guys going to partner with Upstream at all? Yes. Jadon has been trying to get me to convert to Upstream. I got to say, I was an Upstream early adopter. I was on there really early, spoke with Alex a lot in the early days. We had a shrimp community um, but the problem was, like I said, we were snowball rolling down a hill. Um, and so I tried basically every community management tool known to man. And I have a ton of like feedback on upstream Monica and I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I absolutely love is that they have the asks, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. board. And that is so key is just, and we were kind of mentioning, 
know, networking versus community, but being able to just put something out there and have someone jump on that and fulfill that ask is so important instead of, I don't know, beating around the bush or doing something and sending 20 emails to Mm -hmm. then get an answer to a question. Um, I think that's really important for community management. That's awesome. Let's talk a little more about that, that networking as opposed to community, because I think it's kind of a paradigm shift. You know, we were just talking, I had uh, an experience at the Boca Chamber of Commerce, uh, which I don't want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> say anything. But, uh, you know, it was very, uh, here's my business card. Uh, I'm a loan originator. Uh, you know, I, I want to staff your company. And it just felt, you know, it felt, there was a lot of talking. And I think that we're just kind of moving away from that. So, you know, what have you found that, you know, that... It, examples of that paradigm shift and moving away from networking and more into community building. And Monica, take it yeah. away. Yeah. So like when it comes to chamber of commerce, I've heard that a lot where it's like, you have your sales hat ready. Like, okay, let's go. You got, you got your bill, your business cards in your pocket. You're like, all right, who am I going to meet? Who am I going to close here? Um, so for, for me, you know, I work with the community every day and something that I always tell people is just show up and be genuine. And at the end of the day, it's like, we, we're past the sales part. We're doing we're doing business with people that we actually like and that we can actually trust. So like people like Chris and I, we're, we, we're really involved with the community. I'm only going to refer business to someone that I know I could be like, okay, you know, talk to Chris Johnson with SilverLogic. I've seen their work. He shows up. He's reliable. And that's what people have to understand where no one really likes to be sold to. Like when people come up to me and say, this is what I do. Like, here's my business card. I will never remember them. Mm-hmm. And I actually will get frustrated. I'd be like, why, why do they even not ask about me or, or my name or, or like, how, what do we have in common? So I feel like that's kind of what, how it's shifted from actually networking to like being involved with the community and, you know, giving before you actually ask. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think the the repetition of community is really the differentiator. When you go to a networking event, you're going to a one-off event normally. You're going to try to you know, find the people that you need, right? It's very transactional, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. raising a seed round. Let me go to this networking event and find angel investors. Um, or I'm looking for co-founders. Let me try to find the one co-founder that's at this 300-person event. Mm-hmm. And if they're not there, you just, in a way, wasted three hours. Maybe you, you know bumped into some people, and that's good, and you showed face, whatever. But... I think the move to more focus groups, looking at communities, focus groups with a repetition of meeting is how you actually develop relationships where mm-hmm. networking is so transactional. And I think there's also, there's so many different groups you can find now. And time has never been more, um, I guess, apparent, like coming off of the pandemic and everyone staying in their houses. Now you're really thinking like, do I want to drive an hour to go, you know, what's kind of my ROI of this? But mm-hmm. if you're in a group and a community that you know, there's people of value there for you and then you're meeting them, you know, consistently every two weeks, every month. And you're on that kind of cadence. You don't feel the need to, like you said, Monica, shove your business card in their face mm-hmm. and be like, let's, let's have a call tomorrow. Right. Like they're going to be there and you can have a longer term vision on, on your relationships and your spot in the ecosystem. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I certainly carry business cards. Uh, you know, I like my business card cause I, I designed it and it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> sexy. Uh, but, but I, I only use it as like a last ditch effort. Like, you know, like, you know, I know, you know, I meet that meeting this guy and he's from like, I remember during tech week, you know, Oh, I'm flying back out and you know, okay, I'm not going to see you again. You know, here's a business card if you need anything. But at the end of the day, I've found myself, especially I remember at the Miami tennis event, I was going to like drop business cards. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, if I'm not going to see you again, we're probably not going to do business. So mm-hmm. what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just to just so I can give them out and tally up and mm-hmm. buy more business cards. Like, yeah. no, this is just this is just not what it is. And uh, and yeah, I think yeah, I remember when, when I was watching when I was watching um, the Wolf of Wall Street, I can't believe people like just answered the phone and gave up money because I feel like I mean, now our phone just we all get called a million times yep. about about our warranties or, you know, small working capital loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think another shift that I felt is we really need that NPS score. We need the like personal recommendation and then everything else is just is just like okay a little validation like okay where, where's a good where's a good barbecue spot okay i hear the barbecue spot i already made up my mind maybe i'll check them out on twitter or something make sure they really exist and, and someone's yep. there but you know i think that um you know there's so much out there we need to just develop trust and I, maybe that's what it is is it trust yeah i think so yeah definitely and the only way to do that is to 
consistently meet people and then triangulate with people that know that person. And I think that's something that in the, the, for, I guess for worse in the Miami tech ecosystem or South Florida ecosystem, there definitely are some people that, um, you know, are kind of takers instead of givers Mm -hmm. in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And it's really awesome to see when a community kind of expels that behavior and is like, yeah, we don't, we don't want that here. Um, and you kind of have that protection of the pack in a way where it's like, Hey, if someone's getting taken advantage of by a vendor or whatever, an angel investor who's has ridiculous terms, like that spreads throughout the community and that kind of person gets pushed out. That's good. I mean, something's good got to come out of all this extra communication we get. Mm. You know, we're we're so connected. We, you know, we used to, you know, leave for work and then we were just gone. And now there's so many ways to keep in contact with like liking the tweets mm. and doing it. And um, yeah, I've really found, you know, just a, an awesome community vibe. And again, that's why I'm really happy you're you're going over to Upstream because mm-hmm. I I think that the the serendipity there is re- is really alive because you are matched with kind of random people. Um, I feel like it's grown organically, so there's always you know good people on there. Um, do you have some goals about what you want to build over there? Yeah, so I learned a lot at Tech Hub um, what works for the community and what really doesn't. And uh, something that I realized is it takes time to build culture, where it's not about just you know, one week you have a great, you have a great community, you have a great title for your community and a great mission. But if people aren't really invested into it, it's not going to grow. So it's like a science. And what I've seen successful communities will grow when they, uh, it takes about a month and a half, I would say, um, just because you'll have that core group. And something I always tell Chris is like, you know, you have to see community as a team, right? You need the class count, clown. I'm sorry, clown. Um, you need, you know, the old wise person. You need um, the the team player. You need the captain and everything. So when it comes to that, I feel like Upstream does a really good job with that because a lot of times people will start a community because they, they're passionate about something. But they don't know, like, the science behind community, and that's what I, I plan to deliver. That way the people around me will be successful and it will allow, you know, us to be successful as well. Um, and it's all about like, you know, life is, is more than just what you do on your day to day, like job. It's more, it's about like your mission. Like, why are you here? Like allow your passion project to lead you to more business opportunities. And Chris Johnson, like that's something that you definitely do <laughs> the best in here, here speaking in South of that, Florida. Speaking of that, everyone wants to play chess tonight. We're, at, we're down at the corner <laughs> following my passion that uh, was sparked by the, the Queen's Gambit and uh, <laughs> trying to get people. But I, I definitely see it because it, it is about the community. And, you know, I've, I've been doing the chess night for like a couple weeks now. And, you know, if a couple more weeks go by and I have to be the one there mm-hmm. to do it, you know, then I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe we maybe we let this go off but one of the things i've seen is you know even you know i can show up late and there's people playing already mm-hmm. and 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 you know the the people that showed up the first night you know took a couple weeks off and then they come back and it's and it's that really snowball effect like you mm-hmm. can't expect people to show up to every single one you know i mean and and that's the part of the community not only like should you play your role but you know that you need to play your time too and like mm-hmm. you know when is when is your instance of of being there and participating and um and I think that's another thing that, you know, maybe people give up too early because they, you know, they're they're waiting for it. Oh, no one showed up today. I'm going to stop. But really, like, no, you just got to be consistent and then make sure everyone is better than the next, which is kind of what we're doing here. You know, you know, like I just had a notification go off on my computer that just played on Jolt Radio. And, you know, we're making mistakes. We're, we're making mistakes. And that's OK. You know, that's not a problem. <laughs> I think it's even better. I think the authenticity is so key to community building because like you like when we're talking about networking and stuff like that like a lot of that is everyone's best face right like the best business card the Mm -hmm. the best pitch everything Mm -hmm. and everyone is their best and you know you have instagram and all that stuff but you see like vulnerability and mistakes and authenticity is really what people are attracted to now i don't know if it's a generational thing yeah i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because all the information's out there and you can you know, figure mm-hmm. anything out. So authenticity is, is, is key. Um, but I think that's so key to, to everything around community building and, um, yeah. 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 No, I, I was really for first of all, thank you guys both for filling out my little questionnaire about like things <laughs> to ask. And then Monica, you actually filled out because I always ask what's a big fail and you put on right out you like that you like have like the seven questions. You're like, I missed my flight. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Why'd you miss your flight? Well, um, so, you know, 
it was like 6 30 in the morning i'm actually a morning person so you know that doesn't bother me but yeah, like strange. You know, i need coffee right mm-hmm. so we get to the airport and you know we're, we're flying spirit super cheap you know the reason we we booked this flight was because it was so cheap and um we were in line for coffee. We're like, okay, we need to get coffee before we get on the plane. There's no coffee on Spirit. So there's only one person running the whole coffee shop at the airport. And of course, the line was like longer than the bathroom line. And I was like, all right, well, we're like, the, the flight is like the flight's taking off in 15 minutes. Should we like go to, you know, the actual flight now or like our, our, <laughs> our section? And, and she was like, no, it's fine. Like, we're it's only 15 minutes away we're not gonna miss this i'm like okay perfect i've never missed a flight what about you she's like no so we finally get our coffee and we start like walking to um what's it called the the deck not the deck what's where terminal you terminal the yes the gate and the door shut and i literally dropped my coffee on the floor and splattered <laughs> everywhere i'm like banging on like this metal door i'm like please let me in please let me in and we literally made eye contact with the pilot and the plane actually took off before the departure time, which I've never seen before. And I fly pretty often. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I just missed my flight. And I I'm, I laugh at situations like that because I'm like, okay, this is going to be a funny story later. And here I am like a few weeks later on this podcast sharing this epic Perfect. fail. Perfect. Well, we're, we're delivering value here <laughs> and we're learning from each other's mistakes. So what? Ha- I've never missed a flight. What happens? Like, do you, are you just out a couple hours later, you, next day? or? Well, we were actually you pay more. Yeah, so we were actually flying for an event that night, and we're like, okay, we have to be there by a certain time. And Spirit's like, well, if you miss your flight, you're not getting a refund. I'm like, oh, he's, they're like, we can change your flight. I'm like, okay, well, there's no time that we'll be there before six. So we had to book an entirely new flight, mm. which was like super expensive. We're like, no, we have to go to this event. Um, so we ended up spending more <laughs> when we when we um, were trying to save money on Spirit. So, oh. ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah. All right, man. What about a fail? Have there any learnings you've come up with in a in a recent fail? And uh, if you want me to kill a little more time, I'll, <laughs> I'll sing the national anthem or something uh, while you uh, while you think about it. A recent fail. Um, I think of something that Monica was talking about earlier around taking a uh, like a science based approach to community building. Monica basically like called me out in the best way, <laughs> and you know I was you know with the shrimp I was. Uh, trying to grow more and get more members in and everything there. And Monica was like, Hey, we got to like take a step back, Mm -hmm. figure out what the all, you know, what are we going to do with all these connections? How are we going to build the the science of it? And in that, I also saw that I was not like, I saw this awesome advice. I don't know. It was on Twitter. (laughs) I'm going to, yeah, it's from Twitter, but it was good advice. And they said, you know, a lot of community manager managers forget to participate in the community, which is what, starts the whole thing mm-hmm. right and i was totally doing that i was like oh people are connecting and i'm kind of on the, the mm-hmm. outside um and i saw that advice i was like no, no no i gotta like be every single day talking with everybody and monica was huge and kind of stoking that fire and saying mm-hmm. hey we gotta like really work on the connections here um so i felt like that was a big fail because i was just focused on growth 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 and then it's like hey what are we gonna we we already mm-hmm. have enough to mm-hmm. to have a strong community we got to focus on that but that's 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 so awesome man i don't have any fails i'm perfect uh i've I've really been i've really been clicking the last couple weeks uh but um i i saw another you you talked about twitter and i and we we talked about how salesiness is kind of is kind of dead and we're all and i'm gonna butcher the the quote but it talked about how to be a salesperson is is kind of dead we're all salespeople, and it's not about selling a pitch it's about creating a world that people just want to be a part of and then maybe that world even continues after you're not there and and again i think that that you guys are both embodying that mission of just you know creating creating a spot like you know yeah. like you know i've i've never been to river riverbend or riverside, riverside yeah. <laughs> I, I like riverbend um I, i've never been there but you know when that when that's when that was the spot that was that was indefinite that was like the, the spot right then that was the the hottest place in miami tech at yeah. that moment yeah. and um yeah well that that was crazy because that that event well it was actually because of the google sheet oh, yeah. um oh, so good. i saw that and i was like hey we haven't really done like a big thing yet and i'd love to do that and i saw thursday was open and i was like 
Let's just Let's do I, it. I put the name there first, and I was like, all right, no one's there. Let's just put our name there, and then we'll figure it out later. And sure enough, um, I was like, let's go to Riverside. I'd been there. We'd had like some small shrimp events there with just, mm-hmm. you know, 30 people. And I was like, we can just go take it over. Like, yeah. No big deal, right? Just like the Lanyap things. 500 people and then, later. I'm like, you know, we should probably connect or collect emails. So we've got the landing page up. And it was like, and this was all on Monday, right? And so <laughs> on Monday, it was like 200 RSVPs. Tuesday, 300. 400 500 and then I, it was wednesday and i hadn't even called riverside <laughs> and i was just like because i was like i don't want them to be like hey you need have to pay a fifteen thousand dollar deposit like uh-huh. all this stuff didn't have money for that and um so i finally called them and was like hey there's gonna be about a hundred people <laughs> coming over is that okay and they're like oh sure they were super cool about it um and it charged like a super like 500 whatever deposit on the on the space and then sure enough that day on Thursday, I was like, "Hey, looks like it's gonna be like 500 actually," and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah," but they were, you know, they were excited bringing people yeah, to their bar. Uh, but that that event, I think, really like objectively put the shrimp on the map in the community. Without and a doubt, that was. Uh, I mean, everything just kind of started taking off after that because before it was just a very small private community of 25 people mm-hmm. in a WhatsApp chat, um, and we were writing the newsletter at that time, and it was, but it was a fraction of what the the subscribers are now like that's really when the ball started rolling really so what was the what is like the growth curve look like from from like before that and after that is like is that like what was the pre-tweet what was the pre-tweet uh look like and so and do you have more members now or is it more subscribers or yeah so there's kind of two things we look at because we have the what i would call the the general audience right the general the plankton um yeah (laughs) which is uh you know people who subscribe to the publication the newsletter and everything and we have public events we shoot for uh, basically one big public event per quarter. Um, and so yeah, you said public, so it's open to everyone. Open to everyone. Um, so like the Riverside Happy Hour, that was an example of that. We did the My First Million podcast with Refresh. That was super cool. That was public. Um, but that's around 2,000 right now. And then on the private community side, that's the early stage founder community. So we're about 66 early stage founders, which is incredible because we started with the first cohort. That first dinner at Heartland was... 19 people i think Mm -hmm. and then we started adding kind of groups of 10 and 10 and then in this cohort we brought in about 15 and super super high quality local founders so we're excited about it really really so and you've also mentioned to me that you um you've kind of upped the standards of the criteria so like you know uh for for the was it the fourth cohort that would be coming up next quarter yeah yeah so what are some of the qualifications you'd be looking for uh so qualifications for the private community one first and foremost you got to be in south florida right like this is all focused on south florida miami it's a hometown thing and we want to support the local ecosystem and that's kind of the the our our piece that we play in the overall ecosystem so you know based in south florida to full-time on their venture um have we like to see that they have a team or at least a co-founder um and then kind of one of the three following which is they've either raised capital um they have revenue or some other you know key metric that's mm-hmm. that's substantial um or that they um have like key partnerships or or somehow have a have a larger team um and that's kind of because we want to i don't want to say prevent but we want to kind of make the the barrier to entry um you have to really be committed and every day building this thing and and something that's really important to us is that we don't look at our community qualifications as something that is monetary based or pedigree based Mm -hmm. it's all based on ambition and merit so Mm -hmm. if you're a bootstrap founder who's built your company and has six-figure revenue five whatever it is like has substantial revenue like yes you completely have a spot in the shrimp study it's not all about vc dollars like we're not all about that um or if you're you know you've a first-time founder, you've raised a million dollars on an equity crowdfunding platform. Like, yes, that's perfect. But we want to see that you've you've exhausted all of the resources to get your startup, you know, to a place where it's it's early stage, right? So sub Series B, um, and we want to do everything, like I said, as a concierge to get you through those stages. And that's really the fun part um, for me. And we just brought on an intern, which is pretty exciting. Miguel, he's the man, Mm -hmm. um, is really acting as, yeah, that was in one of your wins. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and just acting as a concierge and, and like you, we were talking about a little bit before and we're still figuring out what the product is. Right. And we're getting closer and closer and it's really fun, but you know, we need to hear all that feedback from the founders of what do they need in this ecosystem? What's missing? What do they need connections to? And then we go out and build that connection and, 
um, you know, if, if one founder needs it, the, the rest will probably need it. No, I totally get it. Actually, a friend of mine, Jason, has a podcast called The Shrimp Tank, which is kind of riffing off the, the Shark Tank. No affiliation, uh, but uh, yeah. you, sh- you should meet him. He's a cool guy. And I actually, one of the startups that uh, Health Drum, he's going to be on in August, uh, Bert, you know Bert, mm-hmm. um, he's going to be on. And I asked, hey, can I get him on the podcast? And he was just like, uh, no, and but and, and, but because it's because like he didn't launch yet, and he he doesn't want people coming on and giving bad advice because like we're gonna he's gonna be you know on there talking about what he's doing, what he's building, uh, but it, he doesn't know if it works yet, and it it hasn't worked yet because it was uh, he's it recently launched, and that's why we're we're having him on. But I thought it was an interesting thing, and you're right, it's not about merit, it's just about. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of earn your stripe. If you wanted to get in, you know, kind of pre revenue, then you know you should you should have jumped on uh, in February and maybe maybe would have a time. But now now Shrimp Society is you know now, now it's uh, you know, a little you know just a, a step up. Um, Monica, I I tried to start the typography community on. Um, on upstream uh for one do you think we can uh, make that happen and then two also same question kind of what is what's some of the criteria to start a community on upstream so of course you can start your club on on upstream or community um we're really inclusive the criteria is a good question i haven't started with them so mm-hmm. i'd have to ask them but still, um, what are, what's your what's your what's your envision like you know what is what does a good community founder look like or you know what their topic look like yeah so i think it comes down to how much you want to invest in it and that's not just monetary it's okay how much time do you have uh what are you willing to do for the community like what do you have to offer because at the end of the day people join a community because they're passionate about different things but there's an overall mission that ties them together so let's say for example the shrimp like you're passionate about you know making sure that local startups are connected with local talent okay you're you'd be a perfect shrimp because you you would offer that different side let's say if you're a founder who has raised money okay you'd be a perfect asset for the shrimp society because you can share your expertise with the other with the other shrimp and that's kind of what like that's kind of how it is on the community uh, the Miami tech community on upstream where not everybody does the same thing but they're able to bring value in their own way and meet like-minded people Right. So at the end of the day, it's how much time you have, what you're looking to gain, how you're looking to bring value to the group. And, you know, who are the people that you want to start this community with and what's your overall goal? Like, who do you want to attract? Who do you want to attract? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Infinite, right? Right. Anyone. Anyone. We're yeah. trying to bring. I hope to have Suarez sitting here one day. I would love to. I'd love to get him and ask him some. I want to ask him some hard questions. Everyone kind of feel like <laughs> softballs as Suarez because he's such a, a rock god yep. in the in the mm-hmm. tech scene. I want to. I want to get in. I want to get into the gritty and uh, you know figure out some people. Maybe I'll bring a co-host on that doesn't like him at all or something. Like just, <laughs> just let him let him let him have let him have at it. No, but I think he can do it. Like he's because I have confidence. I've liked everything he's ever ever said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess one more question: What would be um, you know we're, we're, this is infinite attraction? Who could you see on here? Who who would you like to see on the on the pod? Anyone come to mind? Everyone you mentioned before I has think, already been uh, on. Chris Adamo would be mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. he's a staple i think of he's a he's a big tuna and advisor of the shrimp society oh he's a tuna uh, he's a tuna he's official he's tuna official he's one of the yeah yes. he's like the og tuna um and i think he's key to the the glue of the ecosystem and a great person who also kind of fits what this podcast is all about so i think that'd be a good one sweet sweet I, he has an open invite anytime he wants to come on <laughs> like whatever he wants to talk about but um but anyway, guys, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I think, um, you know, you've really contributed a lot. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. And, um, uh, John, you got, a little, you got a little volume for me? It's time for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Infinite Attraction is brought to you by the Google Sheet. The Google Sheet is the single source of truth for all things Miami tech, art, and music. To find this Google Sheet, just go to thegooglesheet.com. That's T-H-E, googlesheet.com. And there, you'll be redirected to an open access Google Sheet. You'll find things to do happening in the South Florida area. Fun things, interesting things, perhaps even unexpected things. We hope to see you around sometime. It's always good. Take your shoes off. Find out for yourself. All this and more at thegooglesheet.com. All right, that's enough of that. 
But hey, look, I got the Google Sheet right here. Let's go over what is happening <laughs> this week. That is one of the best <laughs> that was a good one? narrations I've ever heard, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I circled my neighborhood last night practicing that. Um, so yeah, at the end of the end of the show, we always go over the Google Sheet. Uh, again, is, this is, I would like to reiterate, this is an open access Google Sheet. I didn't know it had such a key, uh, a key contributing factor in that, um, in that awesome event you had yeah. during, during that. But yeah, let's go on. Uh, so we never cover Mondays because this is on a Tuesday, but every, uh, every Monday we got Cigar and Crypto going on at City Cigar. That's kind of, uh, downtown and they're going to be posted up. Tonight, I've already mentioned, we're playing chess. And then there's actually a bunch of stuff that got added. I don't know when they did this, uh, but let's let's take a look. So we got an early stage startup fundraising uh, happening at the lab on Wednesday. L Jam is going on, uh, as always, at, uh, at, at, Oak, at Oak Garden Miami. Have you guys been to that yet? I at, haven't. At Bea's, you know, you know Bea, right, from uh, Musicasa? Yeah. She yeah, always yeah. promotes it, but um, I haven't been yet. And then recently added is the, it looks like, South Florida Weekly Check-In. Uh, Haiti, Cuba, uh, with Marlon Hill, and that's uh, oh, that's on Clubhouse. That's on Clubhouse. Okay, so w- one rule with the, if, with the Google Sheet: uh, if you put it in blue, that means IRL. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put this guy back to to, to white. Uh, Thursday, uh, it's a really, it's a really big so, day. Yeah, it's a really big day. <laughs> it's a really big day. So uh, I, if you're in Boca, I've got a game night going on third Thursday of every month. We're doing something different. We've had jams. We've had raves. Uh, but we just got a little game night because I'm sick of moving uh, heavy, heavy audio equipment. Um, upstream, I'm sure you're going to be, you're going to be upstream. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there. It's going to yep. be at the Ritz again. Yep. Um, and then we got uh, Think Tank, which I think is also a third Thursday event. I thought I had boxed that out, but uh, you know they didn't get the memo. Yeah. Uh, but third Thursdays, I'm not going to be able to go to that. The Lab Miami. Have you, have you guys been to that yet? Yeah, that's actually we're launching the Shrimp Cocktail, which is oh, going to yeah? be our monthly series at the Lab, where we sit down and have a super tactical, candid conversation with local founders. Um, and so we're doing that with Will Gendron this Thursday. It's going to be a good At event. This, thir- this Thursday. Yep. This yep. Thursday. Yep. You're going to be everyone's. Or you uh, might have to come to the lab now. Oh, man, I can't, I, can't, I can't this time. I'm we got to combine all this. Yeah. You know, the, the Thursdays are packed. I, you know, <laughs> I even, I was on the Miami Tech Life group and someone said that, oh, we're doing something at Freehold on Thursday. And I wanted to be like, or I did. I was like, ooh, <laughs> Thursday's a hot night. You might want to think about, you know, yeah. yeah, come on. You might want to just combine forces here. Uh, and then uh, and then Venture Cafe. Have you ever been to Venture Cafe? Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. It was awesome. It was like uh, every room was kind of a different thing going on. It was it was awesome. Well, Venture Cafe is I, no, I wanted I was I was going to make a concerted effort pre-COVID, uh, but I never got down I never got down here. And uh, so I think that's pretty much back. I think the Thursday gatherings is uh, is officially here. Uh, and then Friday, uh, we got some uh, more stuff going on in Boca. We got the Tech Hub's Hybrid Career Expo, uh, followed by the Tech Hub birthday party. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have the Career Expo. It's going to be hybrid on one of our startups platform, Premier Virtual. So our goal here is to have quality companies that are looking for local talent. Um, so if you guys want to come to that, feel free to do so. And there's also going to be a happy hour right after. And it aligned perfectly with our six-year anniversary. So we're going to have like a big party. We're going to have games outside. I think, Chris, aren't you like DJing or bringing uh, uh, did music? Did we find a PA? Uh, let's just do this live. Did we, did we find a PA? <laughs> No. Uh, no. Okay. All but right. I guess just bring a speaker and play your. Yeah. Play your no. Mix. I think I think I'm gonna. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna. Uh, I I got a speaker. The uh, I want to buy it. I'm gonna borrow it. It's called the Bose S1. It's this like really sexy Bose speaker. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna. I got a buddy of mine that I'm gonna do it. Uh, to, uh, on Saturday of uh, there's gonna be totally enormous extinct dinosaurs at Floyd. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they are. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's a they or a he, or I'm not really. He? Oh, it's he. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of his music. And then I just decided to pop on the SLS parties uh, at Hyde. Uh, you know, I think, um, you know, it's usually not my speed Miami pool parties, but, you know, like I said, uh, the Google Sheet is about being unexpected from time to time. And, um, yeah, that about wraps it up for the week. We got the Magic City Cup coming up at the end mm-hmm. of the month. That's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, oh, it's at Mana. It's at Mana yep. Linwood? Yeah. They have turf there? No, we're bringing turf there. You're bringing the turf. Yep. How do you bring turf? 
You just roll. Everyone's just playing on a big <laughs> roll. Know. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, it's going to be the parking lot. So it's not going to be indoor. It's going to be outdoor. And it's going to be huge for the Miami tech scene and the startup scene. Uh, Chris is actually hosting the pitch competition mm-hmm. there. Do yep. you want to kind of share yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, so the shrimp is, is super involved with this. We're excited about it. We're doing the pitch on the pitch competition where we have Mayor Suarez, Melissa Krinsman from Krillion, uh, Jeff Ranzel from Fuel VC, these very established group of VCs, Shark Tank-style pitch competition mm. right on the soccer field right before the main game Saturday night. Um, I believe it's 4 p.m. or 6 p.m.? Yeah, one of the two. We yep, so come. Um, we're going to get a special shrimp code for anyone for a discount on tickets. Uh, it's going to be a, a huge party, like a World Cup-style party right in the middle of Wynwood. Um, we're having sports tech and fitness tech startups pitch. So that's kind of the, the theme of the pitch competition. Um, and overall, it's going to be a great event. There's a ton of after parties, and it's just going to be the place to be that weekend. Awesome, guys. Awesome, guys. we got to get all out of the way. Democracy Now! is coming on. Thank you guys so much for coming. You're welcome back anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks.